set to record and we are recording what's happening man thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it a lot no worries thanks thanks for having me on yeah this is the first ever blah blah studio zoom series so yeah adapting to the times fuck my uh, my mic is very loud uh yeah, adapting to the times ahead, so doing everything remotely as best we can and staying safe and washing our hands. Uh, so yeah, just have a general chit-chat of the the origins of Future West and where everything began. That's okay with you, brother. I hate that question. <laughs> so we'll go back, right back to the beginning since you hate it. That one. No, I'm only I'm only that's only uh, I, t- I always forget the year when it started I think because I started writing for it before it was a thing so it's like I was writing these tunes for it I didn't actually know what the songs were gonna be for they were just these songs that you know and uh, then I started recording them but was like I don't want to use the word experimenting because it's such a losery word to use when like <laughs> you're, but basically I, I was out of my comfort zone like in terms of what I was doing but like I definitely wouldn't call it experimenting as such like you know um, but yeah I started recording them with like <clears throat> there was like you know like a full band thing there was like drums keyboards like basically a full band setup on it and then I was doing like live gigs of the songs just acoustic and I was like in my head I was like oh this is kind of boring like it was kind of annoying because like you were playing these songs you put loads of effort into them you couldn't play them live because like the way that you actually want people to hear them yeah so i was like ah i'm gonna need a i'm gonna need a band for this and uh, i think so initially it was like six piece band it was a uh, there was a load of us it was a gang of us we were we were frightening we were frightening looking and we were frighteningly loud uh i remember we'd done like one gig in the spirit store where like the brother was saying that like he, th- he thought his pint was like vibrating on along the table <laughs> uh, so you have joey edwards of uh of larry to thank for that one he was on the desk that night but uh no that was classic like they were deadly gigs like when it was like big massive like full piece thing and then like over time it just kind of started getting smaller like originally i was only singing and then it became five of us and i was singing and playing guitar and then the keyboard player Sean who was Sean Conway he like moved halfway down to the country so then that was it down to four of us and then Sean Bradley who was a guitar player moved to Canada uh, Newfoundland uh, he moved to Newfoundland so that made it only three of us and then the next thing I was away off in London so that made it a, a, a one piece so it was like <laughs> just o- over time it just kind of dwindled away and then obviously like since moving back like uh, John obviously got back on board he plays bass um, and then, yeah, I, I remember asking Dean, uh, the drummer, to come back. Uh, he was living in Dublin, so he was a bit busy. Um, but yeah, well, the, obviously the last time we played, the last people have seen us, it has been a two-piece, but uh, we are currently, well, before we all got put on lockdown, we, are, we were in talks with someone who was well up for playing drums with us and making it more of a, of a band thing again, so... And is that uh, we'll not name names just in case, but I know who it is. But are they are they, are they still on track to become the newest member? Uh, well, the last I spoke to them, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. well up for it. But I think that was the thing is in that we were speaking and it was like, "Yo, do you want to play drums?" And they were like, "Yeah, I'm class." Like, sorry, I'm trying my best not to curse here. I've been awful. Oh, of course, if you want. 
when I'm when I'm when I'm not Renan. Um, no, absolutely, of course. I know. I don't want to be sitting there going, "I was fucking class." <laughs> <laughs> Every two seconds. Um, yeah. So the last I was talking to to them, they were well off the plane. I'd sent them because you have seen us live recently. I sent them the live set yeah. with all the backing tracks and electronicy parts on it. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep a fair chunk of the electronic elements in it and we're going to have the drummer on to like a on a click track and so yeah. like so like there'll still be loads of stuff on a track in terms of like keyboards and pads and vocals and stuff but all the, the live drums will be kept in time but we want to keep it like a blend between the both because we have a heap of songs that we can't actually do live without a drummer but we could do them but they're just not very good yeah so like, yeah maybe explain that before and I couldn't wrap my head around that because my favourite song is The Last Known Soldier and you're like, we can't play yeah. it live. And I just couldn't. I just thought you were winding me up because you didn't want to play it. But yeah, no, 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 but it makes sense now when you explain it. Genuinely, we, we can't play that song live because it's just because just of the big drums that are in it. I mean, yeah. you could probably do some sort of weird electronic ambient version, but like that's like, it's cool doing different versions of songs. I mean, I do it all the time, but like that one, I think is just so much of a stretch away that it would just, it would just be a different piece of music then. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, I would, ha- I would love to play that song again. Where if if we had the means to do it, like yeah, because I know Nile Flower loves it as well. So he'd be, he'll be. I think he does. Anyways, I think it was he told me that he loves that tune as well. It was the night in the spirit. The last time we were in the spirit, so I think he was saying that because I was like, go on, play it, play it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, try like, it. Um, acoustic versions of it or, or something. I don't know. I take an acoustic version of it. No sweat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Like how, like. Because your live sets are completely different to anyone's that I've ever seen before. Like, it's more of like a, it's just a, uh, like a forty-minute stream oh, of tracks. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what was like? Was that a conscious effort to to be able to do that, or was that just something that kind of came uh, came with uh, like time? No, I think I remember it coming around because, like, I used to be like into DJing years ago. Now I'm not like. I was never a superstar DJ or anything like that. Like it was, it was vinyl DJ and there was no real like over the top mixing going on. But I always loved like when I was playing a record that I would almost have to think the way I would think of the next song. I would, I would try and think of a song that kind of has the same rhythm or is in the same key or something. So then they would like constantly flow in a cool way when I was doing it live. And then when we started doing the whole stuff with the laptop, uh, it wasn't always a constant stream. <clears throat> but I hated the fact that I was running back and forward um, to the laptop, you know, stopping it and pressing play on it. And it just, it almost felt like the show was being interrupted after every song. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was really weird. Um, so then, yeah, I just had the idea one day to just start blending them all in. And what I would do is, is I would like, I would open up like the project file of the whatever song was playing. And I would just take the stem of like a guitar and then I would morph that sound. I'd start reversing it and like, changing the pitch of it and i would use that as my little bit of segue into the like, segue into the next track yeah and um, yeah it's it's loads of fun doing that and i think it'd be cool that's why we want to put the the drummer on, on onto a click track as well because we still want to do that like constant you know 40 minutes of just non-stop uh it's good that way and it's like yeah. kind of sometimes it's a bit nerve-wracking as well because if something goes wrong then you're kind of like you really are in the deep end like, i mean once you press play there's no stopping so like you know, say like if, for example, one of my guitar pedals like decides to kick the bucket like in the middle of a tune. Yeah. You know, you 
like you're kind of put under a lot of pressure. I kind of like that. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's brilliant because I remember you explaining the set to me and the way you're saying it, that you don't really talk or engage with the audience during it. And I was like, it sounded like normal enough to me when you, when you explain it. And then when I seen it, I was like, that's brilliant. Cause it just, it was just like one forty minutes on and it just blended yeah, lovely. Yeah. Even though you did like that night, you did take breaks and pauses in between certain parts to kind of say stuff to the audience, but it was still, it was still going. Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. Well, that, it was, was, that was, that was a, that was like a get out of jail free night that night. And I kind of c- couldn't have done that set without, without pausing it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool because then it's like, like say if I started talking in between songs, there's every chance that like I could, I could just start rambling on about things that only I know something about, and I'll start making all these jokes that no one finds funny except myself. So it's also <laughs> beneficial in that way, because the music starts playing, then I kind of have to shut up and just get on with it, like you know. Yeah. But I think the main thing with it is, is like, it is more of a, a discomfort thing where I'm just like, ah, oh, like, you know, like what do you say as an unsigned band in between all your tunes? Hey, check out Spotify. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> say, say it once. Like people aren't stupid. They've heard you say it once. Yeah. You only have to say it once. You know? Yeah. I never, I never consider that. Like, what do you actually say to an audience? Cause there have been places where like, there's been people like just like rambling on like about nonsense and dedicating like random songs to random people that aren't even there. Yeah. And you're just like, well, like just get on with it. Like, yeah. I'm just never, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just not arsed with that whole, is everybody having a good time thing? I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause you can obviously see like they are having a good time. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I like it. Those, it's, it's so interesting and it's like, it's so different as well because especially on that night, those were three bands playing and it was something different every time. And yeah, every band was completely different. Weren't they? It was pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, it was class. It was just, it was, it was a bizarre night. It was a great night, but uh, uh, yeah, no emotional night, but yeah, <laughs> it was class. It was, it was probably the best night ever, and but that leads me on to like so, what, like you have such a unique style compared to like most other music that I would listen to, and I'd love to know like who were your influences and has there anyone that has been like like a key figure in helping like shaping your style of music or your taste in music or is there is there like a like a, a past genre that you lean on to kind of remorph and reshape into your to your style um i'm not sure i don't like um <clears throat> i'm not i don't i don't like that whole like talking about your influences kind of thing which i know like you didn't you didn't really ask that but like, yeah um yeah i don't know i always find myself like very motivated when like my favorite bands are putting out new stuff because then you get to hear like a new side of them as as well um, yeah, like um, even a, a band that I'm really fond of is a band called Car Seat Headrest. Um, they put out an album last Friday. It's the most ridiculous mm. band name ever. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> they put out an album last Friday, and like it's completely different to anything that he's ever done. I think I think it's like his thirteenth album. Like, and he's only six. Yeah, That's he's, some... he's actually. He's, He's, he's he's younger than me and he's done 13 albums but like that's some library first, music to have well the first 10 of them were just like home recorded like band camp releases that he recorded in his college dorm and then this record label was like oh this fella's actually dead and he let's just sign him and they like they actually let him re-record like one of the albums which is like unheard of jeez um, but like i mean I get, yeah like they're just like a just like a four-piece kind of indie rock band i guess um 
But then the last album that they're after putting out is like dead electronic and there's loads of cool drum machines and that kind of stuff on it and all these cool like vocal effects. I was listening to it and I was like, that just doesn't even sound like the same band. Vibes even started sounding like Daft Punk. I was like, oh, this is class. And I think that's like when bands do that, that's when I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I'm going to start gonna start getting my arse into gear again i think the best example is actually probably the art of monkeys that that would be the best known example because every record they put out is just a hundred miles away from the last one you know yeah so like, I, I love i love when bands do that I, and like I, I like i don't like when people are like oh just make it sound like the first record again I'm just like, no you have the first record yeah do it again it's just gonna be a shit version of that one so let them do so it's more of like the re like the reimagine the reimagination of the sound that kind of influence you rather than like the the reproduction of an album. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of said that arseways, but you get what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, I, answer, I think I answered your arseways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and is there like it's like I've seen you play behind closed doors loads of times now at this stage, and it's always between. It's been different every time, and is there like. I've never seen a process like yours before. Like you blend so many different sounds and you distort sounds and the feedback, like you use like feedback and stuff as part of your tracks. Like oh, that yeah. was, I remember you doing that and I was like, that was like, like to me that was like, I've always been taught like that's been like broken audio and you'd, you'd never yeah. use it. <laughs> and like, what's like, what's the story behind that? Like that's, it's a bit mad. I think, uh, well, the story with the distorted vocals, which yeah, not not everyone loves the distorted vocals. I remember when we put out the first album, uh, the first guy that reviewed it just took a big steamy shite all over. He <laughs> did not, he did not like that record. And one of his main problems with it was the was the vocals on it. And um, he was he was just kind of, you know, he was saying that the vocals were recorded in a way that were bordering on being like inaudible. Which, now in fairness, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah but so, so sometimes like I, I think there was even a while ago one of the, like I was listening to one of the tracks and I was like what are those lines again you know but like I definitely think you know you can hear what I'm saying and a few people have said it to me before it's just like that's good but I can't hear what you're saying and I don't know I just think the distorted vocals thing was really cool especially on a track like The Last Known Soldier where it's like big massive compressed drums and like fuzzy guitars and like I think what I was trying to do was use the vocal more like an instrument than a vocal. Yeah. Um, That's very you know, interesting. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think a, a clean upfront, like poppy vocal would have suited that kind of music. I think that's why I just plugged it into like, I think I just had it plugged into like a guitar pedal board. I just had all the pedals turned on. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, that sounds class. Let's just do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's sorry, something I've never heard before. And I thought it was yeah, absolutely yeah. Um. Uh, and like a, a lot of people do use it and again even back to the Arctic Monkeys like they use a lot of distortion on, on their vocals but it's just more subtly done uh, to give it a bit more character and texture more than anything whereas I just went a little bit silly on it and had everything turned up to 11 but, um, in terms of like the feedback and stuff though um, there's a band that I love called the Cribs uh, they're just a three piece like fucking guitar but you'd actually know their song it's called men's needs it was in the in-betweeners like loads you definitely know it if you heard yeah it. 
but they use like loads of feedback and stuff on their albums. And I always thought it just like, I always thought it gave music this really, obviously dependent on the song. I, I mean, sometimes it could, it could like turn songs being like really sinister sounding or something. I just always thought it was really cool just doing like three or four different tracks of feedback and then like aligning them up all differently in the, in, in the, in the project. Yeah. And then they all start wavering like in and out of time. And, um, but yeah, I, like I, I always like if I'm doing feedback and stuff, I always do try and keep it in the key of the song though. So again, it almost sounds like an added instrument as opposed to like someone who just dropped their guitar and forgot to pick it up. Yeah. Because when I used there when you're recording the guitars for emergency, you're doing a oh, bit of, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing a bit of feedback and I use like, <laughs> not startled, but I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Cause you're just I was, giving, I was in this room as well. Yeah. You're just giving it loads in, like, into it. And I use like, and, you, and then you explained it afterwards and it's like, that is brilliant. And, and is yeah, that like, it just, uh, it's the, I think a, a cool thing with feedback for me as well is I always find it's really nice for like transition in songs. I think the best example I can think of is, um, it smells like teen spirit. Yeah. yeah of course, you know, it smells like teen spirit. <laughs> yeah. So like when the solo in that song finishes, uh, Kurt Cobain has just obviously left his, let the guitar like ring out and the feedback, the way that like segues into the, the third verse, it, it just makes it flow in like real smoothly and real nice. So I kind of like to use feedback like that when you let it ring into the next part of the song and it almost just makes the song kind of flow a lot better. Yeah. So it's almost like you use it as a bit of like a bridge almost to kind of... Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. To get between between pieces and tracks. I haven't a clue about music really, so I'm just throwing out words here. But uh, uh, would would that be seen as... Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> would that be seen as... A, that was the kind of leads to the next question. Would that be something that like... It wouldn't be considered like standard practice like in music? Because I know like... A bit different but like in photography terms like... People don't like grain, like in noise and, and a lot of their images. Whereas I use it in a lot of my images. I think it adds like a lot of texture and substance to the images. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I don't know, I think kind of like that photography thing, a lot of it is kind of personal preference, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, I think like when it comes to music, I, I always find myself like, I, I almost said I hate myself doing it. That's a very strong thing to say. It's like, I hate when I do it and it's like, Sometimes I go to record something and I, it's like I try and do it like too properly or something. It's like, like, hey, I'm trying to think of how to word it. <clears throat> I think I've had this conversation before. I'm really bad at explaining stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so like even just the way I'm setting up like mics and stuff, like, it, like sometimes I'll put a microphone somewhere and I'll go, oh no, that's not a rule of thumb that that goes there. Like that, that like, you know, the rule book says it should be here, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, for sure, it doesn't matter where it is. Once it sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of like what I've been trying. That's what I've been like trying to let myself not do the last few weeks when I've been out here recording. It's just like, like let's say for talks like when you were out here and we were doing emergency, like that little practice amp that I was playing through. Like a lot of people would just not record through it because it's such a small little practice amp. Because it's not like a big tube amp or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, you know plug the guitar in and if the sound suits the song, it suits the song. Yeah. You know, if, the gra- if the graininess suits the image, then it's not wrong. Yeah, that's exactly as I like. It's, it's definitely, it's, uh, it's definitely more of an opinion thing. Like, and I'm, yeah, like again, I'm trying to teach myself like uh, to not be in that mindset of like, just because it's like generally thought of to be wrong, then like you shouldn't do it. 
Yeah. Like a, even even on some of the new tracks, like recording, trying to like do this thing on a new track with like a three, four way vocal, like weaving in and out of itself. And then the other day, some of the words didn't quite match up in time with the other ones. And I was like, oh, but it still sounds good. And I had to like click my fingers and go, yes, it sounds good. So just leave it. Don't change it. Cause... Yeah, I'm quite like that with photography as well. If it looks good and I'm happy with it, like I'm, I'm just going to go with it because... I have, like, I don't know how you feel about the music industry, but I have a big gripe with the photography industry because there's, like, so many clicks and circles and oh, yeah, yeah. Like, gangs and stuff and that they're all, like, photography, like, purists. And, like, no, you have to abide by the rules and you have to do this and these colours don't match and stuff like that. And I'm like, like, forget that. Like, do, do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else. And yeah, make the images just that you want to make. Like, I couldn't give, like, a fuck what anyone else thinks about me. I'm just, I do it for myself, like, and... If you don't like it, you don't yeah, like it. Yeah. That's, no, it's that's, funny you say about the, like the, the photography industry, though. I was having a chat with someone last week, and this, 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 this sentence has been floating around in my head for a while, that, I, that I, I think the two worst, the three, or no, sorry, the two worst words that have been put beside each other in the English language is music industry. I just, whenever I hear those two words, I'm just like, oh, it just like grinds my gears, you know? Yeah, I think I, like, when I hear music industry, I think it suits. Like, yeah, that's what it makes it sound like. And even just the words, they just make it sound clicky. And it's just like, oh, you know, like, like I don't know. You talk to like lads that are going to play gigs. And, oh, you're looking forward to gigs. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be like loads of industry heads there and stuff. And you're like, will you fuck off? Like, what does that even mean? There's going to be a load of industry heads there. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to invite a load of industry heads there. And it's just like, will you fuck get a grip of yourself? Just, just write tunes for the love of writing tunes. And if, yeah. You know, if people hear them, then then that's that's class. That's another thing I had to like, kind of come to grips with. Like, you know, uh, the last few years of like putting stuff out, just like, you know, there was one or two songs that uh, we'll not get into, but I wrote because I thought it would be what people would like, and I thought it would get more people on side. And then I just kind of like, why did you do that? You know, like, why did you waste two months writing and recording that song for somebody else? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, no, I've been guilty of that myself. Like, especially yeah. when I started out photography, I was like, I need to shoot what people love and what people like and what are the trends at the minute. And then eventually and thankfully, I grew out of it very fast. Yeah. That's the same with myself as well. And that's, that's why all these distorted vocals are coming back in, you know. It's, Love it. I think I, I think I tried to clean it up because, I think because of the kind of, I don't want to use the word backlash, I, I, I say it like loads of people shat on it, but they really didn't. It's just a few people did say to me before, so I can't really hear what you're saying. And then because of that, that made me think, oh, well, more people are like us if they can hear what I'm saying. But I kind of forgot that I really liked our album. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, well, so yeah, I had to like kind of teach me start that. Like, fucking. Yeah, do know, it for yourself. Don't, 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 do do anything, don't do anything for anyone else, you know? Yeah, and if you enjoy it, and then if someone else enjoys it that's just a bonus like but as long exactly. as you're happy with the yeah, final part yeah. Yeah. and I know you sent the emergency way to be mastered by someone someone else oh yeah yeah how how do you feel about doing that is that like something that like, I think I'd have a hard problem like if I sent like a video way to be mastered or if, like if someone that just put the final touches on a yeah. on a phone no, it's, it's not that it's like a because we have that song see what i see and that was done by uh, that was mixed by peter mccoy and Porrick mccrum and when i was doing emergency like after see what i see i was kind of like oh i'll uh 
I'll me me and John can just record and mix the next few things ourselves and see what happens. And then I was trying to mix emergency, and I, I think I had it close enough. It wasn't a million miles away from what I wanted, but it just wasn't. So like what I was doing was here, and what I wanted was like just here. Yeah, so it was like you know it was just missing the mark, and I was listening to all these records, and I was like, yeah, I want that kind of vocal sound or that guitar sound, but I just couldn't achieve it, and I just knew. I knew fine right to Peter and Paul could. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'll just, I'll send them how far I've gotten and just say, I want it along the lines of this, but can you do this? And I'm nearly sure they only sent me back one mix. Yeah, I, I think the first mix they sent back, I was like, that's unbelievable. We don't have to do anything with that. <laughs> uh, the, two, the two boys are absolutely deadly. Like, I mean, yeah. even, even earlier on today, I was having a bit of trouble with my laptop and then, um, I texted two of them like uh, in our group chat and I was like, I oh, hear lads, there's, there's, something, there's a problem here with the laptop straight away. Like Peter, Peter was messaging me for an hour and a half with like solutions to try and fix it. And it turns out it was a really silly problem. We'll not get into it, but <laughs> it, it, you know, that, I, yeah. I just think the two lads are absolutely deadly. Like when it comes to like, you know, take, taking on what you want, but also giving out like really good, like criticisms and advice as well. Like, you yeah. know, even when, even when they don't see what I see, like, uh, Peter done like a couple of little edits to like my version. And even when he sent it back, I was just like, they're actually deadly edits. And it wasn't a thing where I don't think he'd done the edits just for the sake of doing it because he was mixing it. He'd done them because he thought that it would actually make the song better. Like, you know, they, I think they, they kind of do it in that way where like, I'll send them a demo and they might give me some <clears throat> criticism on it, but it'll only be to make it better it won't be for this it won't be just because i asked yeah you know i could i could send them something and they could go loving that sounds great wouldn't change it you know so it's yeah they're there it's yeah cool. they're there it's, the it's better cool. it's cool it's cool working with people like that like you, you need people like that though you need people around you that aren't afraid to give you constructive criticism because i think if you're surrounded by a lot of yes men and people tell you everything's classic you're never going to grow or achieve the things that you should be yeah, doing yeah. going through the, the, the natural learning curves that should occur in your process exactly yeah that'd be my I'm biggest nightmare just someone telling me yes everything's great all the time yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i definitely yeah that's like why i was very keen to get more people back playing with the band as well yeah and um, so it wasn't so it wasn't just me writing and then going all right john here's the song let's just play the song you know it, it like I would definitely be more comfortable with like two or three extra people. I like, I would love it for there to be five people in the band again. If anyone's looking to join a band, we're short of a few members, but no. <laughs> I'll stick the email in the link below. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't pay it because we don't make money, but we, we'll have fun. We'll have fun. But no, like I was saying, I, I would like to have like, you know, because I like a lot of the time I would have like just one part as an idea and I'll be sitting there playing it for hours and I won't know where to take it. Whereas if I was in a room with three other people, there's three more opinions on yeah. where that one piece could go. And I just think it'd be more productive uh, in that kind of way. Yeah, no, definitely. Cause it, the more heads you can bang ideas off and more people that can tell you, yeah, this is class. This is, this is great. I changed this. So yeah. you can put two ideas together. Like it just makes for like a all around better learning experience and better creating experience really. Oh yeah, and I think that's part of like that should be like a good lesson to any young people that may be watching this besides besides the mothers that uh, <laughs> don't be afraid to take on criticism or don't be afraid to give constructive criticism to your friends. Like it's yeah. all done in love and all done with 
betterment in mind. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure even when, uh, even when we were doing the, the first album, the, the fellow that I lived with, there was more than once when he told me something was just outright shite. <laughs> I'm like, here, Joe, Joe, come on, listen to this new tune. And he'd just sit there and have a fag, like, yeah, for that sucks. Mm. <laughs> Maybe at the time I'd be like, might try and argue my case because it was so fresh for me. I was probably really yeah. excited about it. And then you get this one person just going, yeah, man, that sucks. Uh, but I think nine times out of ten, looking back, he was definitely right. Yeah. It did suck. <laughs> but you need that though, because like I think anything like any creative person that anything they you make, like you're inherently protective of it straight away. Because you have to spend yeah, all yeah. all this time making it, so it's good to have something there to be like, no, it's it's gack. <laughs> and I think I learned that very fast, like as soon as I got out of college and started like working for people and you'd be told every day something shit or change this, like yeah, you have to yeah. go you have to go thick skin very fast yeah. I love it though but uh, I think we're we're flying there on time actually we're half hour in fuck there's actually only a couple more questions uh, I have and like I know you have to be out of here by 6 o'clock uh, a couple of songs that I would love to know like the uh, means behind especially go. one in particular because you told me a little bit about the pilot's nightmare oh, and yeah. You gave me a little snippet of it before, and then I was like, oh, I need to know the full story. So, could we get the. Is there a snippet of the song or a snippet of. The, you, gave, you, you told me, you gave me a snippet of like the story behind it about you know, it being in the airport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, well, I was going to say it was funny. It actually wasn't funny. Uh, it, was when, uh, it was when my girlfriend was living over in London two years ago, or two or three years ago, and I'd gone over to visit and what was annoying was we were sitting there and i was like i was due to go like that evening and i was like oh sure the flights tomorrow are dead cheap well i just go tomorrow and then we were like oh yeah sure i'll go tomorrow and then i ended up not going the next i stuck to my original flight and went to the airport and then i got to the airport and like my flight just wasn't on the screen i was like where's my flight <laughs> it's like maybe i'm not going I'm like what's going on and then it came, then the flight did come up. So I think the flight was due to leave at, I don't know, let's say six for talk's sake. But on the screen, it was saying the gate wasn't open until midnight. And I was like, what is happening? It was like, it was just really weird. Um, so there was like no announcements. There was no text update, there was no email update. And I just, just so happened to go up to like a, a security guard or whatever, uh, walking around who just happened to be explaining to a group of people that that flight is just not going. It was like, oh yeah, that, that, yeah. that plane is just not going. And we were like, why? I, I don't even think he gave us an actual explanation. It was just like, yeah, your plane is not going. Suck it up and deal with it. I was like, ah, oh, here. So obviously the first thought is to get to a Ryanair desk and just be like, here, man, can you stick me on the next flight? Like, um, but before I went down, there was this girl and she managed to like latch on to me. And she was one of those like, you know, she was one of those, this is an outrage. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do these over this and we're going to kick up a ruckus and all this. And I'm <laughs> just sitting there. She's like, I just want, just want to get, just want to get on a plane and leave. Yeah. She's like, no, we're going to the desk and we're going to give them hell and all this. And I'm just like, oh, here, because that's just not in me to do that. Like, obviously, I was pissed off the flight was cancelled. But, you know, all you have to do is go to the desk and be nice and they'll be grand. I got down to the desk and I think all the passengers that were due on it were, were like at that desk. And like they were just giving them absolute hell. I think one of the lads looked like I think one of the lads actually started crying. 
like one of the boys that works behind the desk. And I started feeling bad for him because I was like, well, it's not his fault the flight's cancelled. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. pick up the pilot. I'm like, don't fly that plane there. Just fill off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this chick would just like not stop following me and like trying to get me all like riled up to start on a riot or something. I was just like, you are melting my brain. As if I'm not like stressed out enough. You're really annoying me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just through niceness, they ended up sticking me on a flight an hour or so later. Uh, the Lovely. one that came in with an empty seat but every everyone else was just got told it's just like now nah, you're gonna have to wait like four hours five hours and stuff so like i don't know like if i just got lucky in the person i was talking mm. to or if it was just because i was nice about it like, um, yeah and then i was sitting on the plane and it was i was taking ages to taxi to the runway and i was like oh, i'll write a song about it and usually i don't really write like that that song is kind of like a it's kind of like a storytelling song yeah. In a way, um, it, it, like lyrically, I always think of it as to be a little bit folk, uh, just the way it's kind of telling a story. Um, I never usually write songs like that. But what's even weirder is that I actually like, I wrote the verse melody and the chorus melody in my head, like before I even put the words. Then, yeah. So I was, sit, I was sitting there, like on the plane, in my head, I was like dum dum da da dum da da dum. So I knew exactly how to fit like each syllable word into like uh, each syllable into each line and then uh yeah the next day I, I got up and picked up an acoustic and like i know i'm not trying to make it sound all, like magical and all this kind of stuff cause it's really not but like it just uh, i just picked up the guitar and i think within a, a few minutes i kind of knew what i was doing but you know with that it's not a complex song by any means it's only got two chords in it like it's it's you know it's a yeah. very very simple song but yeah, I've never written something like that before where I've actually had all the melodies in my head and then was able to just go and sit down and do it. I know Michael Jackson used to write like that. He just used to have like all of his, he'd have like his bass line and everything in his head. Yeah. And his drum beats and everything. And he'd just go up to the boys and be like, right, play it like this. And just like, you know, the band would just be like going mad playing this tune. It's just like, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how that song came about. Yeah, I just thought it was fascinating though because it was just like one woman in the airport just set you off on a path to... I know, yeah. I sure look, we got a song there. Yeah. All right, you ever like, try and find her and send it to her? Like, this is about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you being a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the one more song that I'd love to know, that I kind of noticed already, but I think it'd be cool for people to know, is Emergency. You probably, told us, I you knew, probably knew I was going to ask you this. I knew you were going to say It's like my favorite song. It really is my favorite song of all time. It's one of few songs that's like actually struck a chord with me and kind of makes me feel like kind of different when you listen to it if that's like a yeah. good way to put it like it's uh yeah it really strikes a chord uh yeah i know I, like I, uh, emergency like that song is actually really old <laughs> i think that i wrote I, I wrote emergency like at the like late 2017 so like about two and a half years ago yeah um but it was like like it sounds like it could have been on the first album like it's dead noisy it's dead scuzzy it's got like these big massive drums in it like it was it's really a million miles away from where it is now and then like we gigged it like once before i left and then obviously i went to london and was like not really playing it and then just by chance i ended up doing this kind of the chilled electro-ish version that you hear today but I only made it for the live set. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just do that live. I'll always go back to the old way. The old way is better. And then I done a comparison one. I was like, actually, the chilled out version is much better. Because it's like, 
it's one of those things where it's like you know like because the end of it is very big i think the fact that the start of it is so chilled out it makes the end so much better whereas on the original version the whole thing is just as big as the end so that yeah just makes the end and not as cool as it actually ended up sounding um I think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really like talking about what my songs are about. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> you, said um, this wouldn't, you said this wouldn't be an interview. Yeah, but I think it was always going to go that way. That's, that's what you should call the series. This is not an interview. Yeah, this is not an interview, but it is an interview. But uh, no, right. sure, we can leave it at that there if you want. Oh, I, knew, I, I know I nearly done it, but you, you stopped me. So no. I, don't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't make you do any... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I gave you enough there, and in, in how and how the song was came to be, how it is now. Yeah. No, if I love. Want, it. I'll, if I want, I'll send you the original version for the crack. Because like, yeah, I'd actually, love the yeah, I'd love to hear that. It's yeah. actually, it's actually a laugh when you listen back to it. It's like it's way faster. It's like it's almost like a punk song. Yeah, I'd love to hear that because I've only there. ever heard the two versions of. I heard the demo and then the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the the final version. Yeah, sure. Even the demo is not a million miles away from the. No, no, very, very. Like it took me a couple of listens to kind of, because I haven't got a clue. But like, <laughs> took me a couple of listens to kind of get the differences. But it's yeah. fucking, it's a phenomenal I'll, track. I'll, I'll send you the original for the laugh. I'd love to hear what you think of that one because it's not as, uh, what's the word? It's not as emotionally engaging as the one that. Yeah. That, that is out. <laughs> yeah, the 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 one that's out gets me every time I listen to. It. Like I must, I'd say I've listened to. It. Over a hundred times at this stage, yeah, and still kind of gets me. I think initially it was written as more. It came out sounding more like an angry song. Mm, yeah. And then the more the more it came on, it kind of became a, a sad song, which most of my songs tend to become quite sad the more they the more they go on. Yeah, I know. So I was even. Uh, I was. Even, I, no, I was actually. I was writing one yesterday. That's. Uh, it's. It's quite upbeat and it's quite. It's quite. Uh, it's definitely got like a cool kind of dancey groove to it like uh yeah it's definitely not as downtrodden as, as the last couple which is yeah because i remember i never noticed that until katie said it to me she was like why are francis's songs always so sad <laughs> i, I know like, yeah never no, I think, uh, we done the we done a gig in the town hall um well when did we do that it was more like towards the end of november uh and katie and noonan were there and then yeah she said it to me as well we were chatting inside the town hall she's just like france you didn't realize how sad all your songs are. i was like oh sure i know yeah i, I don't know yeah. i mean i don't i like i don't find them sad right when i'm writing them but it's only when i start listening to the finished ones back yeah like, god you're an awful miserable bastard would you cheer up like i say that i don't think they're <laughs> miserable i just think like they're, they're they're very emotive like they hit you like they'll I oh, know I say it. It is. It's. I. 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 I say it more as a joke than anything. Mm. But they're definitely. We can definitely say they're not upbeat for, for sure. Not upbeat, but they're definitely not lyrically uplifting. Is yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Would you Would you do a song for us? Would I do a song. Yeah. I've not really any instruments to do a song. Bastard. I know it looks like <laughs> I do have. <laughs> I can see drums. I, I can see a piano. I mean, I can sit down and just start playing some. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm no good at drumming. I'm no good at drumming. Uh, if I had an acoustic, I would have given you a tune. Oh, happy days. Maybe next time we can get you on for a live session or something. Uh, I put a band on acoustic guitars in, in this little box studio. Really? No, no, no. no. I was like, why? <laughs> no. uh, I just never need it. I never need yeah. it. I don't have it. So. Oh, I suppose, yeah, anytime I've ever seen it, it's been always been electric guitars. Well, no, I only play it live. 
if ever I'm recording it, rarely the acoustic never goes onto a recording. I don't know why. It's not out of like I don't sit there and think stupid acoustic. It's just I just don't ever use it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I suppose yeah, it makes sense. Like I've only ever seen you with a electric guitar. Anything you've been recording, been saying well, that that's been the, like three times. When the three three lucky people who watch this decide to join the band, then we can all light the guitar on fire because then I definitely won't need it. And use it as the next album cover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're freeing yourself from acoustics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we'll leave it at that there. All right, we'll do an intro. You do it. Yeah, you're the you're the you you invited me. Okay. Actually, no, you didn't. I I responded to your. You message. actually you invited yourself, so you have to do. It. So. <laughs> I'll just do the one I always do in the podcast. But like, so there you have it, folks. That's all from us tonight. And hopefully we will be back with more episodes down the line somehow. Thank you. And stop recording.